In this episode, we talk about all things personal development, mindset, and morning routines that set you up for success. Hey, it's Jess, and you're listening to the Crush It With Confidence podcast for online service providers that are ready to create their own future. Life is happening for you, not to you. So let's do this. Welcome back, everyone. In today's episode, I would like to welcome the wonderful Lucy Smith onto the podcast. Lucy's focus is to inspire and support women facing anxiety, fears, and limiting beliefs and help them to change their lives. And today, we talk about all things personal development and mindset with a particular focus on morning routines. So with all of that said, let's dive right into the interview. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining us for this interview today. I'm really excited to talk about all things mindset because it's the thing that I've put to the back of my mind and the bottom of my priority list for the longest time. So um, I know how easy it is to brush over it and just not address all of those things that may be holding you back somewhere. And do you want to just take a minute and just introduce yourself to everyone so that we know how you help people and how you got into all of this? Yeah, so I'm Lucy and going back a few years into my late teens, I had no idea what personal development was or that it even existed. And I struggled with anxiety and panic attacks at the time and lack of confidence. And I came across personal development from my counsellor who recommended a book to me on mindfulness. So that just got me interested in the whole world of personal development. And I started to do my own research then to find as much out as I could and just implement it all into my life. And fast forward to now, I manage my anxiety and depression and I have so much confidence in myself and so much love for myself. And it is all thanks to personal development and the work that I've done on my mindset over the past three years. Yeah, that sounds pretty intense. I know what it's like to have anxiety. So um, I can certainly identify with that. How do you think, or let's start with why, why do you think working on a mindset is something that we put to the bottom of our priority list so much? You know, we, we know we have all this work to do and we have the longest to-do list. And then it seems like there's never time to like work on anything to do with ourselves. Why do you think we make it so easy for us to do that? Yeah, I think exactly as you just said, we prioritize everything else instead of ourselves. So I really like the quote, you can't pour from an empty cup, which mm -hmm. to me basically means how can we expect to be a good family member, a good friend, a good employee, a good business owner or anything else if we're not putting ourselves first so I think it, for me it was just that realization that actually if I don't do my personal development every morning I'm going to be filled with anxiety I'm going to get stressed over little things I'm going to feel depressed and and unhappy with my life and as a result that's actually going to have a negative impact on the rest of my life and the people around me so I think it's just about seeing the bigger picture and really reflecting on the benefits you'll get from spending that time on your mindset and once you make that change you'll notice the big benefits and the difference in your life and it will just keep you motivated then to continue with it yeah for sure what do you think um 
I know that we always like to think, I guess, as us as, you know, perfectly fine as we are. And, you know, that's, it's okay. I don't need to like work on myself. You know, I'll just keep doing the actual work and then, you know, it, it'll all be fine eventually. You know, I'll get there. What do you think? Are, are there any signs that we might experience in our lives that should tell us that maybe it's time to invest more time into ourselves before we put all of our time into our work? Is there anything that you've noticed either with yourself or your clients that comes up in certain patterns, maybe anything that you've picked up? So with myself, it was actually a really extreme event that caused me to realize I needed to do something to change the way I was feeling. And that was a panic attack in a supermarket. Mm. And it was just completely, I had no control over my body. I, I had awful physical symptoms of feeling sick and dizzy and sweating and shaking. And then the emotional symptoms as well. I was crying. I, my head was spinning. I, I just, I had so many thoughts in my head and I just did not know what to do. So for me, it was quite a dramatic and traumatic event really. Um, but I just think a lot of it comes down to your reactions. So for example, if you're getting stressed at little things, if you're snapping at family and friends when they make comments, if you're waking up feeling negative or dreading the day in any way, then those are all signs that you can take to, to make a change and that it's time for you to make that change. Yeah, it's, I think it's funny how we often just continue on and on and on down the path that we're on. And then eventually something happens that makes us have like having to consider to make a change. And if, if I could just get more people to realize that even if you don't feel like you yourself are worth spending any kind of time on right now that you don't need to wait to get to the point where everything kind of breaks down around you i've had a similar experience and for me it was a relationship breakdown and i had just been putting a lot of stuff aside and i hadn't prioritized myself and setting boundaries for myself no 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 always put everyone else first and then it wasn't until everything kind of shattered into pieces that I realized that the part of the problem was me giving too much and not giving anything to myself. And I think if we start this work way before we hit this point, we can save so much from, you know, shattering into a million pieces. Yeah, exactly. I just think that if you're ready for that part of your journey to begin, then just begin it now because you don't want to wait till the day that I found out when I was completely out of control and I was at the lowest state that I've ever felt in, in my life. So you don't really want to wait to get that low. So just make the decision today and it can be really simple. It can be suited to your lifestyle. Um, and I'll talk about this a little bit more when we go into morning routines and the personal development habits you can use, but you can just commit the time that you can commit. You don't need to start spending an hour on yourself every single day or doing 10 habits. You can just start off really slowly and really small and just build it up from there. Mm, that's a really good point because I know that many of the people that are going to end up listening to this have so many other commitments and so many things that they're carrying around on their shoulders. So what you said earlier about starting to put yourself first, 
I know this is something that I struggled with for a very long time because I assumed that putting myself first equals being selfish and being selfish has like this very negative taste to it. Um, so if we're currently struggling with that, that we feel that other people's issues, priorities, problems, other people's time is more valuable than our own. Is there any tip that you can give to us on how we can change our attitude towards ourselves? So I would say if you're feeling like spending time on yourself in self-care and personal development is selfish, that just take a look around you and just see that the happier you are, and the more balanced and, and free and fulfilled you feel will actually have a positive impact on everyone around you as well. So if you look at it that way, you're actually becoming a better daughter or sister or wife or friend or employee by working on yourself. So if it's not selfish at all, it's actually going to have a positive impact on everyone around you as well. Yes, that is so true. Because... I have felt that, you know, all of our relationships that we have, whether it's personal or work or wherever, they all feed off each other, right? So the more anxiety, the more fear, the more negativity that I bring, the more other people bring back, I find. So yeah. it has like a total knock-on effect. And particularly when we're around people, and I know I'm one of those people that are very sensitive to how people are feeling, we can be affecting the people around us without even knowing. Everyone that is in that way attuned to other people knows what it's like when you sit in the office and somebody walks in and they're in a terrible mood. And it's like, I don't know, it's like there's something hanging in the air. So we might not even realize how us not putting ourselves first is affecting everyone around us. Yeah, definitely. Everything you just said is so true. And we pick up on how other people around us are behaving and feeling and acting so I think it is beneficial to everyone around you that you do this work and you do spend this time on yourself yeah so being selfish and putting yourself first in that case is actually not selfish whatsoever you're basically not just doing yourself the biggest favor but also everyone around you so I think that's one point to really hold on to if you're struggling with that um, it's a different perspective to have, I guess, on the same, on the same action. And sometimes just changing that perspective helps so much to justify what you're doing. So what, if, if you were to describe what it means to make that effort to work on your mindset, what do you actually mean by that? Because I know the term is used a lot and I know that many people will read it and they'll think working on your mindset, uh, what's that supposed to even actually mean? So to me, it's about developing myself as a person. So making that commitment to myself to learn new things, to improve myself, to reflect on how I am, to make changes in a positive way and just to always be growing. And that's what personal development means to me. Mindset to me means how, so like we look after our physical health with our body, mm. mindset and mental health to me are very similar. And it's how you look after your brain and your mind and how you're feeling on the inside, your emotional health, your mental health, your well-being. 
and, and all those sides of it. So rather than just focusing on your physical health, actually focusing on your mental health as well and how you feel on the inside. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's easy, right? With all the, I mean, if you look around you, you're constantly getting information on how to look after your body. And I have met some people who are incredibly fit, incredibly healthy and incredibly unhappy with themselves. And they thought that just through getting fit and eating healthy and improving their physical health, their entire, their, their entire life would improve. And then they realized that the problems were actually rooted so much deeper than they'd consider the, their physical, you know, their physical body was just one way that their problems were showing themselves to the outside, if that makes sense. And it wasn't until they actually started looking into where a lot of those challenges in their day to day life are coming from that they realized it wasn't to do with um, their physical appearance as such. So it's something that might not be so obvious to all of us. Is, like, is there a specific... So if I decide today, right, I'm going to start working on my mindset. I want to do something that can help me get into the best place mentally as possible, that can help me to be the best person that I can be. Is there anything that you would say, hey, start here. This is the number one thing that you should consider doing. So I always say that there's loads of habits that you can try and to do the one that works for you. So I never actually recommend to any of my clients or members or followers or anything. I never say use this specific one unless I know much more about them. And I know, for example, they're looking to work on their confidence, in which case I would give them one or two suggestions. But I tend to do trainings about how all the different types of habits and then let them make the decision which habits they want to use going forward because for example I love visualizing but not everyone might might not like doing that so it's different for all of us we've all got different things that we enjoy and it has to be something that you enjoy for you to be able to commit to it because if you wake up and you've committed to a morning routine of personal development that someone's told you to do you're going to be less committed than if you're waking up and you cannot wait to get started because you love all of the habits that you're about to do yes absolutely I think there are some things that I would have never considered I even liked doing it was like a case of trying it and then once I saw the benefit I thought oh this is actually like this is helping me like I never thought it would and um as soon as you have that feeling that, hey, this is something fun, it, it makes it go so much easier because like working on yourself is hard work, right? Like we have to look at things that we possibly rather drown out and, you know, not face. So if you're doing it in a way that actually works for you, it for sure makes it so much more exciting. And um, it becomes your reason to get up because you kind of know that the first thing that you're doing is something that really helps you to grow. And then it kind of puts everything else in place. So can you give us a little bit of a picture of the kind of tools that people might want to consider using? I know I found journaling super helpful, although I never thought I would. Um, it always seemed like a lot of um, writing and I wasn't really sure what the benefit would be. 
um, and you've just mentioned um, visualizing. What are some other common things that, that your clients have tried and really loved for themselves? So another one that I absolutely love is affirmations. Mm -hmm. And these are really short, powerful statements. And the most important thing about affirmations is that you write them or say them in the present tense and in a positive way. So for example, if you were looking to, to feel more confident, we'll use that as an example, mm -hmm. you would say, I am confident or I am confidently facing my fears and just things like that. So you're saying it as if it's already happened and you're saying it positively rather than I wish I had more confidence or I no longer want to feel unconfident, for example. So you need to have it positive and in the present tense so that it's really powerful. And there's some studies that have shown that by repeating this to yourself, it actually gets into your subconscious mind and it makes it a habit in your mind and a belief. So you can remove those old beliefs of you're not worthy or you're not very good at things or you'll never be successful. You can remove those beliefs by replacing them with these new positive affirmations. They're very powerful. Yeah, I definitely. I find as you, as you repeat it, it's like when you start out, you're not quite feeling it. Yeah. And then after like the 15th or 20th time, I sometimes just think like, yes, you know, I am. Yes, this is possible for me. Actually, I'm doing it. Look at what I have. And I start realizing things that I don't, that I haven't noticed before because I was kind of too focused on the negative to see the positive that's already there. So I find if I, for example, do affirmations before journaling, I have like more things that come out after that, which seems really strange. Yeah, I suppose it's just because you've opened yourself up and, you, and more can come out once you've opened yourself up to thinking about it. For sure. Um, what do you think about listening to affirmations? I come across like every once in a while, I see, you know, some download somewhere of affirmations that someone else has recorded. Do you find that they're as powerful as you writing it or saying it yourself? So... Uh, that's not something that I particularly would recommend. Mm -hmm. What I do, what I have suggested in the past and what I do myself is put them on a, on a voice note, listen to myself saying my affirmations. Mm -hmm. And this idea came from, I was saying to some members one day, some members of my membership site that mm -hmm. try saying your affirmations to yourself in the mirror while looking at yourself because you'll make it even more powerful. And they came back with, I really struggle to look at myself in the mirror. I'm struggling with the eye contact and, and things like that. So I said, okay, let's start with listening to them. So record them on a voice note and you can listen to your voice saying them back. And I find that it's really powerful to hear your voice saying your affirmations. And it's so simple to do. I mean, we all have apps on our phone that let us record things. So it becomes yeah. so much easier to do that. Um, Okay, so that's affirmations. What, what are some other tools that people may come across? So another one that I love is meditation. Mm -hmm. have, have you tried meditation or? I have tried. Um, 
I'm not fond of it in particular and I'm not sure what it is. Like I find that I just, I don't feel particularly good after, even after like a month of trying it, I can't say that I've noticed a huge benefit, but with the work that I've done in the last couple of months, I feel like I should try it again. Do you think that those apps that you can use like Headspace and all of those ones, do you think that they're the best way to tackle meditations if you're starting out or is there a better way or something that we should be considering to do differently if we've tried that kind of route? Yeah, so I actually use the app Insight Timer, mm -hmm. which has 15,000 meditations on there for free. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have a few favorites. I have one that I listen to for health because I've had my fair share of physical health issues over the last few years. So I have one for health, one for confidence and one for abundance that I sort of alternate between. But there's loads on there that you can search for. But I definitely think guided meditation is the best way. I have meditated most days for the last few years. And I think the thing to remember with meditation is that it's not about completely getting rid of your thoughts. It's about just allowing them to come and go and not judging them, not dwelling on them. And just like clouds in the sky, just letting them just float over and just come and go and just be there. So I think a lot of people got get hung up on thinking that they need to have time where they've got nothing on their mind at all. And that just isn't really what meditation is about in, in my opinion. And it's so, I mean, I cannot recall a moment where I have nothing on my mind. It's like when you ask your partner, hey, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I was thinking about nothing, I'd feel very lucky for a minute because I always seem to have 2000 things on my mind. So I'm like, I'm sure you didn't mean nothing. I'm sure you meant I didn't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and when you're, when you're sitting still, like I find our life is so busy, um, particularly if you have a family with young children and it's early mornings, right? So it's like, you know, so many things are going to hit you like a train. There is no way you're going to have a certain amount of time where you have nothing on your mind that is not humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just about taking that time to just sit down and just take a few minutes obviously concentrate on your breathing and listen to whatever the guide is telling you to do. And then just, it's almost like in a way trying to distract you from your thoughts because you're focusing on your breath or whatever it is that's being said to you or a mantra, there's loads of different ways to meditate because you're focusing on that. Naturally, I don't think we can consciously focus on two things at the same time. So by focusing on the meditation, it takes our focus away from those thoughts or worries or stresses that are going on inside our mind. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. I think it's, what would, would you say that meditation is best done once a day in the mornings, for example, or would you say that this is something that if you are having a moment at some point in the day, and I know I have those plenty of times when I'm like, oh, like I, I just noticed that I have a lot of responsibility on my shoulder right this minute and it kind of hits you. Do you think that's also a good time to go back into the meditation? Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing I would say on that point though is that I find it always always works better in times like that when you need it if you've 
spend time meditating when you feel calm. Mm. I'll give you a good example of anxiety. So one of my members has severe panic attacks and she tries to use a meditation to calm her through those panic attacks but finds that it's not very effective. Now I believe the reason it's not as effective as it could be is because she's not almost exercised her meditation muscle Mm. in the time of calm and no panic and no anxiety whereas if she had then she would almost be more experienced in meditation and I think it would be more likely to help her in those moments of panic and anxiety when she needs it most that makes perfect sense because I guess it 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 did take me a lot of practice to kind of like focus on just breathing alone or focus on I don't know how the chair feels under my bum. I mean, it's like things you don't usually pay attention to, particularly if you tend to be very stuck in your head and always on the go. And then to suddenly kind of be forced to sort of slow down. It did take me a lot of practice to like remotely be able to focus on something for that extent. Um, So it would make sense that if I hadn't practiced that and then I feel overwhelmed, that I don't think I would be able to as easily snap out of those overwhelming thoughts that are going through my mind and concentrate on something physical right here. So I think that's a really good, that's a really good thing to bear in mind. Um, so let's talk a little bit about visualization because I found those A, super fun and B, super effective for me. But I also know that many of the people that I work with really, really, really struggle with imagining how things could be and seeing it. Like, I I find it really easy to see things play out. I can't say in front of my eyes because it's not exactly in front of my eyes, but I think you'll know what I mean. If we've heard about visualizing, but we have no idea of what that even entails, where and how could we get started? So if you struggle, like you say, with actually imagining and seeing the pictures of the visualization, then I would really suggest a vision board. Mm. There's a few, few ways you can do it. You can either print pictures from the internet or put a load of pictures on your phone. I personally have a secret board on Pinterest called My Reality, and it has about 250 images on there of um like lifestyle goals my home what literally my whole my whole home every room that would be in my future house is on that pinterest board um and then like business and all those kind of visions i've got for my future put them all in one place and if you struggle with getting started with your visualization in your mind start by just looking through those pictures and then as you naturally move into that being able to visualize it and look at it in more detail then just run away with it and just let your imagination run free just like we would have done as children like it's it's a skill that we all loved and we had as children that that we just grew out of and I think it's so important to get back in that frame of mind of just let your imagination run wild and just like just having your wildest dreams just play out in your mind as a reality Mm, I think it is, we had a conversation about this um, at my house not that long ago because um, basically 
in a family situation, um, some of those dreams were like shared. And basically, um, the person got immediately slammed down and like told, oh, you know, this is all nonsense. Like you dream too much. And um, it is something that I've noticed. We've kind of grown into discouraging in people, um, like as if they wouldn't take any action because they're like living in a dream. But actually, I found that spending that time dreaming and, you know, seeing how, how we want things to be is so beneficial because it makes it seem so much more possible. Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely helps with motivation as well, especially if you're a business owner or you have goals of having a business and a successful future in that respect, it can really get you motivated to take that action that you need to take to achieve those goals. Mm, and I think particularly when our environment right now is not in any way the way we would, we would want it to be, it can make it super difficult to actually see yourself in a different place. So I know that lots of the people that we work with have grown up um, in places where, you know, they've, they've never traveled. They've, you know, they've always lived in their average flat with their normal family members. And, you know, just, just this idea of like starting their own business has already taken them way out of their comfort zone. So having those visual images, it really helps to broaden your mind out of just that, that everyday environment that you've seen all your life and realizing that there are so many more things and they, they can be perfectly yours to get, to see, to experience. Yeah, definitely. And also just to add on visualization, you can actually use this tool for your mindset as well. So I had a, a member who actually had a one-to-one -one session with me as well. And she wanted to build a business, but she had no confidence in herself. And she said that she just couldn't imagine herself with confidence. She just thought she'd always feel the way she does and she'd always lack confidence. So visualization was one of the techniques that I recommended that she does. And now she's launched a successful business. She's got an online shop. She's got a team. She's got um, like public and and press opportunities come into her asking to feed her like she's just so so successful with it and she always says that she can't thank me enough for that one half an hour phone call that she had with me where I suggested visualization because it wasn't something she thought of before and she didn't realize it could be so powerful to change her confidence yeah it's it's funny how it takes like, it's like a domino effect almost, right? So it takes like one action and then suddenly you don't realize how quickly that has a knock-on effect in so many other areas of your life, your business. And it's, it can be almost surprising how quickly using these tools helps us to make really, really big changes. Like I was surprised how much I realized um, as I was journaling and how it became easier and easier. And then I had more ideas and I'm like, oh my goodness, like where's all of this coming from? Um, so yeah, I, I, I was surprised, but that reaffirmed the fact that I, I was putting in effort in the right 
area and it was actually beneficial in so many ways to focus on myself. Um, so if we want to, if we want to implement that morning routine and apart from, of course, like choosing things that light us up to include in our morning routine, what else do you think is really important when you're getting started trying to make some changes in how you get up? Because I know what it's like for us, right? Alarm clock rings, pick up phone, check emails, be annoyed with three of them, don't open the other 40 and you kind of start out already feeling behind so how can we start making this change and putting ourselves first yeah so to start with on that phone front so i used to my alarm used to go off my phone would be on my bedside table and this is going back three years ago before i knew about personal development before i knew what i know now i would hit the pause button I would turn over and go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd wake up at like the last possible minute before I would just be late and ruin my day. I'd wake up as late as I could. And then I would spend my morning with my phone glued to me, scrolling through social media and looking at pointless emails. Like they weren't even personal development emails. They were just rubbish junk emails usually like online shopping where I would see models in the clothes so yeah. comparing them I'd see my friends just got engaged my other friends on holiday and other friends celebrating their child's first birthday and I'm like well like I'm just going to work in my zero hours contract like with my spotty skin and my like I, honestly it's just horrendous mm like the the mood we put ourselves in by making that commitment to social media every morning so now what I do my phone is the other side of my room so I literally have to get out of bed to turn it off and um, because my alarm goes off at six o'clock every morning whether I'm leaving the house by eight or whether I'm not leaving the house at all I get up at six every morning and I have to get out of bed to turn the alarm off and I, I notice now, it's obviously three years is a long time, so that habit is completely ingrained in me now. Yeah. I'm not even tired anymore. I don't even want to get back into bed. I, I, just, I just don't even have the need or the thought of going back to sleep anymore. I think that's something that we were working on, um, on that front, because we realized that whenever we compromised our sleep time, and our wake up time, the whole day will completely run away with us. So it, it felt like if we got up just an hour and 15 minutes later than we were supposed to, it's like we spend the whole morning chasing our tail to try and get things back on track, which is basically impossible at this point. So um, that has made a huge difference to getting used to waking up at the same time and going to bed at the same time every single day. Like if we went off track at the weekends by Monday morning, it is super hard to like recover from the fact that your schedule just went completely off. So that's, that's been a huge game changer for us personally to start with. Yeah, definitely. I actually just had a sleep and insomnia expert do a training in my membership site. Mm. And that's something that she said is really important is having that bed bedtime in the wake up time. Like we, we make it important for children and routine for them when they're younger but it's actually equally as important for adults as well mm. 
yeah so then I just once I've woken up I go straight into my personal development I don't allow any time for social media and then what I would say is for you to start your own routine think about what you currently do in your morning so are you hitting the snooze button are you scrolling social media and how much time are you spending on those activities because if nothing else throughout your day you can replace that time wasted on snoozing and social media you can replace that with personal development habits so obviously i've already said pick ones that you enjoy and that you actually want to do because that will help you with actually looking forward to it and wanting to do it. And then the other most important thing is the time that you can commit. So if realistically you only have 20 minutes in your morning because you've got children and you've got to make lunch for everyone, you've got to make breakfast, you've got to get everyone off to school and you've got to go to work for your day job as well, then obviously be realistic about the time that you've got. Don't commit to an hour long morning routine if you've only got 20 minutes because it's just going to make you just dread it and not want to do it. Yeah, I think that's really, really, really important. What if, so for, for me, um, a lot of the issue initially was that um, I would be woken up by the baby so the baby would wake up at random times, would wake up way before my alarm was even set. And even if I did set my alarm half an hour earlier, what would happen is that he would wake up within about 30 seconds of me having set the alarm. Um, so it was extremely difficult for me to find any kind of time in the mornings that doesn't involve caring for other people. Um, and the simplest thing to do is, of course, to like ask for, you know, ask for help and have someone else like, take over that part of the day so you can even just get yourself 15 or 20 minutes but that wasn't an option for me so I was always wondering like as soon as he's at as he as soon as he's at daycare at like 7 30 or 7 45 or so I immediately have time and space do you think it can still be efficient to kind of refocus before you start work or do you think it really urgently has to be like the first thing that you do after you wake up so i i do mine as soon as i wake up i know people that don't and i know that they still have very effective results so i actually have a blog post coming up in a couple of weeks about different morning routines and how people have different ones and one of them is a mum of three she's a single mum and what she does is she does um, she does it alongside her children. So while she's making their breakfast, she'll listen to hers is a lot different to mine. She has a lot of different habits. So she'll listen to a positive song that makes her feel really good. And then once they're in school, she'll then come home and she'll do her meditation and her journal. So there are different ways to do it. I know that there are studies that show that how you spend your first 30 minutes of the day affects the rest of it. But I do think that doing it at any point during the day is better than not doing it at all. Mm. That was for sure the approach that I, um, that I ended up taking 
because I was just thinking that, hey, you know what? I haven't got this time first thing in the mornings. I can, deal, I can still do things that make me happy. And music is a big thing for me, actually. So the first thing that I do after I wake up is I put on music that makes me feel good. It really helps me to get me out of the kind of sleepy brain state. Um, so I, I've always done that. And I think I just really focused on appreciating the time that I do have in the mornings and making it all as like nice and comfortable as possible so that I could still enjoy it. But then I could come back to the things that I needed to do as soon as I had that quiet time. And it was always the first thing that I did right after I walked back in through the front door, because I also thought, Hey, you know what? It's better. I invest this time now then I don't do it at all because then there's not going to be any kind of progress. So I figured better slow progress than no progress. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's really important. And like you say, by listening to music during your morning, like there's so many different things you can do in that respect. So if you have got, young children that you need to look after first thing in the morning before they go to nursery or to school then you can listen to music in the background you can listen to podcasts or an audiobook or even just when you're having your morning cup of tea you can just take some time to look outside the window or maybe even go out into your garden and spend some time in nature so there are different ways you can implement it into your life without actually sitting down and meditating or journaling or doing something specific like that you can just have it going on in the background of your general routine that you need to do every day yeah that i think is that i think is really important and it still set me up for having a good start to the day because i just try to enjoy it because i know that this time is going to go and if you feel like right now it's all really overwhelming because there's so much to do at no time for yourself right that first time I wouldn't I probably wouldn't beat myself up over it anymore I would just be like hey you know what I'll do it a little bit later I'll still make the best of the time that I have right now because in a few years time none of this will actually even matter like th this morning is all going to change completely um, and I can still get into those good habits that I can use to develop myself. And I might just have to do it at a different time. So I try and be as flexible with as far as life goes as possible. Um, I think that's been like a really big thing. Okay, so is it up to us how many things we choose to do? Is there anything, any way to figure out what we should prioritize? Yeah, so I would say starting with one or two habits, especially if you currently don't have a routine. Mine's evolved over the last three years and it's now an hour long and six habits. So obviously mine's evolved into that and it didn't start as that and I've changed habits along the way. I've added some, I've got rid of some and I've just changed it to suit me. But just don't overwhelm yourself because if you start trying to do too much it will feel overwhelming it will feel too much for you so just start with one or two that you really enjoy and that you can't wait to get started with and then just see how it goes like track and review how you feel regularly and then just make changes as and when you feel ready so if you feel you want to try a new habit then add it in see how it goes if you feel you've got an extra five minutes in your morning, then add that. The same as if you fancy doing something before you go to bed, then just experiment with it and just make it your own. Do what you feel cool to do and do what just feels natural and good for you. 
Mm, I think that time before bedtime is something that I need to look at in particular because um, I like need an hour after our evening to sort of like switch off and get into sleepy mode. But I feel like I'm not doing anything productive with that 45 minutes to, to one hour that I have. And I end up scrolling social media and then I'm going to bed and I'm thinking the same thing that you just said, like, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> like, I've just seen all these amazing things and I feel less than amazing right now. And then, yeah, I definitely feel like this is something where I could add other habits into my life that would be way more productive than looking at other people's amazing stuff on Instagram for an hour. Yes, definitely. But they're all the same sort of habits and there's so mm -hmm. many others as well. Um, like you can do exercise or read personal development books. Hypnosis is another one that I've tried just recently. So there's loads and loads of different things that you can do. I'm sure there's some that even I haven't discovered yet. But just explore, experiment and just see how it goes for you and just enjoy the journey. I think that's the key, right? It's a journey that there's no infinite goal that we're trying to achieve here that can actually be labeled as such. And I found that I have good days and I have bad days and I have days where I don't enjoy my morning routine and then I need to look at what I need to change. So um, it's constantly evolving in the same way as we're evolving. So aiming for perfection, I think in this, with this kind of stuff is like in the, we're in the wrong place to basically try and come up with like the perfect morning and the perfect this. Um, I'd see it more as a process that we're constantly like working on and improving. Yeah, I completely agree. So if people want to find out more about you and possibly, you know, start working on their mindset with true commitment, is there anything that you have that you can share with our audience that they might find helpful in this process that they're going to be starting? Yeah, so I have lots of freebies on the website, which is succeednow.co.uk. And one in particular that you'll find really useful is the morning routine worksheet. And it just talks through what my morning routine is. And then it gives you the space to write down your own routine. And then I've also got a goal tracker that you can use alongside it. So you can write down the habits and then there's space to tick um, for every day of the week. So that's something that you can use alongside the morning routine worksheet just to get consistent and start making it a habit. Mm, I think I'm going to go and check those out as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop the website link into the show notes for everybody so that you can go and um, start the journey and have some fun with it, I guess, because I found actually it, it sounded a little bit, you know, like oh, something else I have to add to my list of things to do every day. And it's kind of become a fun thing. That's just part of my everyday. And that's what I want everyone to feel like because you're really making an investment in yourselves and what better time is there to do it than right now um yeah. how else do you help your clients you've mentioned a membership do you want to tell us a little bit more about the kind of work you do um with the people who are freely committed to challenging themselves and being the best person that they can be yeah so my membership is something that's really close to my heart because once I'd got through my anxiety and depression and built my confidence up I felt like I had gone through it all to create this membership site 
so it literally is for the person that I was a few years ago so someone that's struggling with managing their feelings whether that's anxiety or fears or stress or worry um, and then also who wants to build their confidence and improve their self-love so it's full of resources from guest experts from health coaches and confidence coaches and there's even an acupuncture training in there as well for managing anxiety so it's a really really powerful membership site that is just full of content that just supports women on the journey that they need the support on because you're really isolated lonely and like there's no one there that understands and like you don't know who to turn to and what to do so it's just a real safe space for you to make those discoveries and to get the support you need on the journey yeah and that's I don't think after everything that's like happened in the past few months, if I hadn't had people around me that were really keeping me on track and keeping me accountable to the things that I believe in and that I value, um, I don't think I would be in the place that I am mentally right now. So having a support network like that, that you can tap into is literally going to be invaluable for people. So I definitely recommend that if this is something that you feel needs a priority in your life, that you go and take a look at the membership. I'm pretty sure I can drop the link into the show notes for you as well. Um, so that you can have a look at that. Um, is there anything else, Lucy, that you think you would like to say to people? Any kind of <laughs> last words? Sounds a little bit dramatic, but anything that we haven't touched on that you think often gets forgotten about or some encouragement for people along the way? Yeah, so what I would just like to say is just a reminder that it isn't selfish to put yourself first and that self-care and personal development should be a priority in your life and working on your mindset every single day can have such a positive impact on every other area of your life as well so it's well worth committing your time to it mm. thank you so much for doing this interview for us lucy i'm pretty sure everyone's learned a little bit more about how they can improve the way that they start their day and prioritize themselves so thank you for doing this you're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks again to Lucy for joining us on the podcast and sharing her own story on how personal development and making herself a priority has changed her life and can change yours too. If you want to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs who are actively working towards being the best version of themselves and get the support and encouragement that you need, I would like to invite you to join our membership community, The Crush It Club. Our focus for May is on organizing your business and organizing your time so that you can be focused on achieving your goals without burning out. You can find out more at crushitwithconfidence.com forward slash club.